Hello, welcome to today's episode of The Daily. This is Janice. Just like that, we're past the middle of May. And although, and I think some of you will agree, some days it feels like every day is so similar. We're having trouble remembering what day, what date it is. I feel my appreciation for routine and structure has heightened. Having that just gives meaning to the days and the nights, a sense of rhythm, stuff to look forward to, intentionality for things like rest and creative outlets, which easily get squeezed out somehow. And there's a variety in what we engage in, but also stability in what we prioritize. So I hope that you are well. those in your household too. I pray that while we wish the curtailing of our movements can ease up a bit soon, that you will experience palpable moments of hope and joy and gratitude that strengthen your inner being, even in the midst of our circumstances right now. So wherever you're at, physically and spiritually, I pray that you woke up conscious of God's new mercies that are new for you today. That, just like in Psalm 143, this morning brought you word of His unfailing love, and that your heart be awakened to hear His voice as you go about your day. I know that's definitely God's heart towards us, for sure. You know, as we seek to intentionally practice rhythms we put out in the rule of life for our whole community, I know for some of us, parts of it may look more like additional to-dos, burdensome stuff, rather than something of delight, nourishment. And yeah, it could look that way. I like to tilt it so we can look at it in a different light though. and the perspective it's intended to be looked at. Also like what Pastor Andre shares in the video about this. It's a tool meant for us to use in order that we can grow closer to God and love one another, which is the sum of all the teachings of the Bible. We can certainly want to grow closer to God, don't we? We do, yes. So, When we hear rule of life, think of it as road to life, a pathway to life, a pathway to grace. That's the reason it's often emphasized that these spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices are in effect means of grace. The means by which as we practice them, learn to live them out, yes, it's it's a lifelong journey and process, These practices enable us to perceive, receive, and give the grace of God in our lives. Jeremiah the prophet has always amazed me. His life, his messages. In Jeremiah 6, in his warning to the people of Judah about a coming calamity for the nation, we see how God spoke. He called his people to hear and respond to his word through prophet Jeremiah. So in Jeremiah 6 verse 16, we read, Thus says the Lord, 
stand by the roads and look, and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is, and walk in it, and find rest for your souls. The sad part is the last phrase which tells us that they rejected it. They said, no, we will not walk in it. We will not listen. Of course, contextually, it's a very different time we live in now. But several verbs here in this verse stand out that beckon to us that we can appropriate for our lives today. What do I mean? See the word stand in the verse, it gives an imagery of positioning, putting yourself by the roadside, the right spot to be at. And from there, you look. When you look at what's before you, you need to observe, take notice, and you pay attention. Stand, look. If you want to know the way, like the verses, then you ask. To express your desire, you ask. You ask for directions, the steps to get to where you want to go. And once you know, after you've found out, what do you do? You walk in it. You actually put feet to what you know, to follow the directions to get there. Stand, look ask and walk. Now imagine with me a traveler who is heading somewhere. He comes to a fork in the road and he doesn't want to go astray. He pauses, he stands there, he looks to try to figure out the right path to take. He's unsure. Then he sees another traveler he asks for directions, maybe because this person has gone that way and, and he knows the way. It's tried and tested and so this traveler manages to continue his journey. He walks in it and he reaches his intended destination. The people Jeremiah was talking to were being reminded to look at their own history and their forefather's history to learn from what God had done in and through them before, to follow the tried and true ways of the previous generations, that they're not obsolete just because they're a tradition or a prescribed thing or a ritual, think rhythm, but fundamental to their faith and identity as God's people. And these are the proven way of repentance reconciliation, reverence for God, love for God and others, inward faithfulness with outward obedience. And these are the road to life for you, pathway of grace for you to be formed, shaped into who you are to be as my people. That's what God is saying. And the best thing is how we stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and we will find rest for our souls. This just might be where Jesus quoted from when he said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me 
for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Thomas Merton once asked one of his students a question which he proceeded to answer himself. It's really interesting. How does an apple ripen? It just sits in the sun. And that student was James Finley, who wrote, after the image stuck with him for years, the following. He says, a small green apple cannot ripen in one night by tightening all its muscles, squinting its eyes, and tightening its jaw in order to find itself the next morning miraculously large, red, ripe, and juicy. Like the birth of a baby or the opening of a rose, the birth of true self takes place in God's time. Two weeks ago, I finally got around to repotting some of my plants that have been languishing from lack of care by yours truly. I mean, I do the basics. I, I water, I clean the leaves, and sometimes I turn some pots to face the sun in a different way. But that particular day, I had more than my usual duration of time, so I could afford to do more repotting and dividing. Finally, my plants were glad and so was my husband, because there was a bit of a clutter in the house. And there's this one plant I keep in a mason jar with soil, but it hadn't been growing much for the past few months, even though I made sure it's, it was watered properly. I thought maybe it's just slow, but ah, never mind, it's not dying. Let it be. So that day I moved some plants around and decided to move this plant to a different part of the house. And no kidding, within a few days, it, it grew more than it did in months. I was amazed. And today, two weeks later, it's grown to almost double the height. I'm very happy parent to this little organism. My take is that when I moved it, it was positioned where it got better access to the right sunlight, what it needed to flourish, to grow better than when it was elsewhere. Like the apple Merton talked about, which simply sits in the sun. It's positioned to receive the daily nourishment it needs to ripen. Similar to our spiritual formation, how we mature in God's life, except we're not naturally positioned like the apple. For us, it's over against the narrative of our culture of pervasive narcissism and consumerism that we must place ourselves where we can receive the light of God. And this is the purpose of this spiritual pathway, the means of grace that we practice these rhythms that give us the nourishment we need to receive the sunlight of God's grace. Ways we can place ourselves in the path of God's grace. Which is to say, as we practice scripture reading, prayer, fellowship, Sabbath, um, silence and solitude, fasting, we practice sim simplicity, generosity, 
many of these habits that you've already been practicing, but perhaps now put within a simpler, lighter framework? Whatever rhythms you are practicing to grow closer to God, these are ways we place ourselves in the path of God's grace, and we can rest assured that He is working within us a depth of our faith that we otherwise cannot experience, and a growth that while we are not able to produce any outcome of our own, we can stand by the roads and look, ask for the ancient paths where the good way is, and walk in it, walk on the road to life, God's pathway of grace for our formation, and we find rest for our souls. Let's take a moment now to sit back, or if you're somewhere appropriate, lie down and, and breathe. We'll do a breathing exercise. If you'd like, you can do this again later today. Find a cozy spot or light a couple candles in a quiet room and stretch out on the floor maybe. Here right now just put yourself in a space that is nurturing for your body and your soul. Picture yourself as being under God's grace. And invite the Holy Spirit to be with you with each deep breath that you take. Now, focus your attention on the top of your head. As you breathe in slowly, breathe in God's grace that pours over you. Breathe out slowly, and as you breathe out, breathe out negative thoughts, negative self-talk, breathe out. Gradually shift your attention now to your shoulders. No rush. Breathe in God's rest and God's peace. And breathe out anxiety, any burdens that you're carrying around. From your shoulders, you move to your chest. Stay as relaxed as possible and breathe calmly. Breathe in. Breathe in God's grace for you that fills your innermost being. And breathe out tiredness, selfish desires, anger, any negative emotions. Breathe out discouragement and all of that. Now your abdomen area. Holy Spirit, we breathe in your life-giving grace. 
and we breathe out unbelief that chokes out our faith and the words that we receive. And move your focus slowly to your legs. Breathe in the fullness of life and vitality from God. And as you breathe out, breathe out apathy, breathe out resistance to what God is stirring in your heart. Breathe out the resistance to respond and obey God. Finally, we move down to your toes and breathe in the rest that God gives for your soul. Breathe out right now any striving and any self-effort that we may have. We breathe all of that out. Take just another minute to sit with this question. What is one habit that comes to mind that when you practice it you want to experience God's grace picture that you're holding this habit committing it to God and lift up your hands Ask for God to breathe life into you as you hold this habit before Him. And now respond in your own way to Him. Let me close off by praying for you. Thank you, Lord, for your abounding grace. We're so grateful. We don't have to earn even one drop of this mighty river of grace that you cause to flow freely for us every day. Help me to put myself in the path of your love and grace to practice your unforced rhythms. Though, yes, it does require me to position or reposition myself, um, my schedule, my budget, to pay attention, to desire, and actually follow with action to walk in it. Still, I choose to breathe in the rhythms you're calling me to to keep company with you, to live lightly and freely, to just abide in you and 
you and me. And know that you are the true vine who is our source of life. May my life rhythms, unhurried and focused, enable me to receive the sunlight for grace that produces in me rest, renewal, delight, peace, flourishing. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the daily. I hope you have a good, good day in all your interactions with God, yourself, and others. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.